And that's why sometimes second time is the charm. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. Full disclosure, folks, this is uh, attempt numero dos for this week's episode. Yeah. We, um, we had a fantastic conversation on Sunday, but it turns out there were just a couple of technical issues on uh, yes. on the backside that just made sure, well, backside, sorry about that, <laughs> didn't come out right. Everyone's backside is fine, is what I'm trying Don't to say. Don't worry about anyone's backside. We can say that my audio engineering in the last time around needed to suck class, which is why <laughs> we're doing it again. But listen, we will stop at nothing to make sure that you guys get the top tier content that you deserve. So we are willing to uh, to scrap it all and start over. Yeah. So plus, here um, we are midday, like back back when we were both unemployed. Yeah, that was a fun time. Yeah. Remember? Hey, remember that? Yeah. No, that was. Uh, no, thank you. Been trying to uh, to not right. dwell on that. But yeah. anywho, uh, how's it going? Good. Good. Had a big busy weekend. It was the. Trivia Thursday, Karaoke Friday, and then Saturday was a porch fest. Uh, one of the neighborhoods here in town does a big music festival on all the porches across the neighborhood, and it was super fun and saw some friends play I haven't seen in a while, and uh, a really good, really good set. Forty, just it's a forty-five minute set, so it's kind of a nothing to put it together. But it was interesting because the porch I was playing off of was into a front yard that was shaded on the edges of it, but not the center. And there were big bushes on the sides yeah. between me and the audience. So everybody was off to the sides and it looked to me like I had a few people, but in fact I had like probably 30 or 40 on, in, in my right. thing there. And it was, um, so I, I made note that I can't see you. So I need to hear you. So they were very loud and demonstrative. Sure. was good. Actually it worked out well. Fantastic. So in my world, no gigs this past weekend, I've been up to my eyeballs in home renovations. Right. And so I've been doing this pantry expansion and uh, I got a quote for the drywall. And he also said he could do the crown molding and that's happening tomorrow. And it's happening for significantly less money than I was anticipating. So it was oh, that's a very good. easy. Yes. That's good. All the quotes that I've been getting lately have been significantly more money than I expected. So yeah, I think I, I got overshot on the first one. So the second one being a bit kind of under that was a nice surprise. Yeah. So I got a few more trips to Lowe's in my future, but hopefully it's so that I can uh, return stuff that uh, I don't need any Love longer it. because somebody else is doing it for us. Love it. Fantastic. So because brevity is the <laughs> is the name of the game, <laughs> we'll just go ahead and switch over to the next part of our episode, which is review time. It's been wonderful uh, to have all of these new reviews come in. And thank you, Mike. You know, yes. And, uh, you know, we could still use a few more so that we uh, we have we have the ability to do this every week. But this one is literally like seven reviews in one. First off, it's in paragraphs. So that's how you know that uh, it's a big one. Yep. But each paragraph could be its own individual review. But, you know, we're, we're not going to do that. We're going to do the whole thing and just let you all know about it. So this was dropped on May 19th. Five-star review on Apple Podcasts. A must-listen for cover bands of all experience levels. I can't say enough good things about Cover Band Confidential. Adam and Dan have created an absolute gem of a podcast that caters to cover bands at every stage of their journey. From those just starting out to those who have been established for years, they provide a wealth of invaluable information that covers all aspects of the cover band world. One of the standout features of this podcast is the comprehensive approach taken by Adam and Dan. They leave no stone unturned as they delve into various topics, ensuring that cover bands have access to all of the necessary information they need. Whether it's discussing the business side of things, sharing insights about gear, or providing tips on song selection, they truly cover it all. The attention to detail and depth of knowledge presented in each episode is commendable. Not only do they provide practical advice, but they also shed light on the often overlooked aspects of being in a cover band. 
Their discussions on band health, maintaining motivation, and navigating the challenges that can arise in this industry are incredibly insightful and inspiring. What sets Cover Band Confidential apart is the genuine passion and enthusiasm that Adam and Dan bring to each episode. Their love for cover bands is palpable, and it shines through in their engaging and lively conversations. It is evident that they genuinely want to see cover bands thrive and succeed, and their dedication to providing value to their listeners is truly commendable. Bit more. Whether you're just starting out or have been in the cover band scene for years, Cover Band Confidential is an absolute must-listen. The wealth of knowledge and practical advice they offer can make a significant difference in your band's success. So grab your headphones and get ready to be informed, inspired, and entertained by this exceptional podcast. Trust me, you won't regret it. Keep up the fantastic work, Adam and Dan. You are making a real difference in the cover band community, and your podcast is a true gift to all aspiring and established cover bands out there. And that was from our friend, Rhino615. Rhino615. Which I'm assuming maybe the 615 is the Nashville area code. Maybe Uh he's or she is a musician in the Nashville area. Who's to say? Who's to say? But, um... This one is going up on the fridge. I'm yeah. going to print it out and take it to my mom's house. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think we could have gotten a nicer review. It was awesome. If you'd like to leave us a five-star review, you can do that on the podcast platform of your choice. Doesn't have or, to be that uh, much commitment. Don't have to do that much no, writing. not at all. And if you want more information on how to do that, Mike can cover that in the wrap-up. Okay. Okay. So uh, coming up this week on the YouTube channel, uh, monetization, hopefully. We're literally less than 50 hours of public watch time away, so I think it it actually could happen. Also going to do a revisit of the onstage GPB 2000 pedal board mic stand rig. Yeah. Uh, I did the review of that initially back in 2021, and I've been using it ever since and wanted to see or kind of go back to it and say, does it hold up? Was it, you know, a a worthy buy? Spoiler alert, it was. Hmm. But you'll have to see how that gets covered this coming Friday on the YouTube channel. And I think that covers all of the housekeeping things. Awesome. So the thing that I wanted to talk about is an experience I had that made me aware of something that I feel like I may have been missing recently and uh, may be beneficial to uh, some of the listeners out there. Maybe you don't relate to this, but what happened to me over the past couple of weeks has definitely kind of like knocked something loose in me and made me realize I, uh, I need to kind of rethink the way that I process certain bits of information. So. This past Friday, I uh, got asked by Mike, one of the bass players for Members Only, who's also just a, a, a big music nerd like I am. He had hit me up a couple of months back, was like, hey, I got tickets to go see Big Wreck at this place called Terminal West in Atlanta, which is this really cool, it's like an, it's like an old factory that they turned into a performance space. And it's really, really nice. So he and I met up down there and we got to see Big Wreck. Now, I wasn't a huge, massive fan of Big Wreck, kind of more of a casual listener, but uh, man, just got my my socks knocked off cool. uh, musically and just in all of those different ways. And, you know, this is the second week in a row where I've gone and seen like an actual concert. I, you know, was Ugly Kid Joe and Fozzie and uh, that the week before. And then this one, uh, this past Friday. And it really just like, I just came to the realization that to me, going to see concerts can sometimes feel like work. And I think my default response when somebody asks about going to see a show is nah, mm. because I just, it's, I don't, I don't think about it enough. I I'm not really processing it beyond the, I don't know. I, I spend my weekends doing this. Maybe I don't want to like go and watch somebody else do that either. Right. But even with <clears throat> and, the, and the hassle and the crowd and the, Oh yeah. Money like and the, uh, expensive yeah. Uh, beverages, like having to pay for beer. Right. Like <laughs> this is, what is this? Where's my band tab? 
This is truly primitive. Yeah. But man, I just really, I really enjoyed myself. And I, I think a couple of things. First off, when we tend to go to shows, we're always trying to like run it through our filter. And so something will happen and you'll be like, well, I wouldn't have done it that way. I would have done it this way. Or, oh, I wouldn't have put them in this order. I would have done it another way. Well, going to see Big Rack and seeing like a bunch of Berkeley trained absolute monster musicians completely just annihilate their songs makes it very easy to disconnect that part of your brain because they're never going to make the choice that you make because your choice isn't as good as theirs. And so you are legitimately impressed and surprised at pretty much every turn. So I was a hundred percent able to disconnect myself from the analytical part of my brain and just be truly and authentically impressed and amazed by what I was seeing in their performance, which was great. Like it it is, it's not something that, um, again, I don't know if that's, that's, that's a me problem. And that's more of me not being willing to like put myself into that situation more often. And it was also just nice to just go and, have no notes mm. like i didn't there there were no takeaways it was just i went it was awesome i really enjoyed myself and that's all it was it was entertainment for purely entertainment's sake there was no ulterior motive there was no side quest to be had it was go to a show watch musicians do what they do best have a good time done period yeah. nothing else yeah and i i feel like it was definitely like my batteries are recharged to a certain degree and I mean, I've got three other big shows kind of coming up in the next couple of months where I get to kind of go back and, and do the, do that again. And I, I, I really didn't, it didn't occur to me how much I, I need that kind of experience. Yeah. Cause I think we just spend all of this time naval, naval gazing and, you <laughs> yeah. know, breaking things down. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I certainly am guilty of thinking of live music as a thing I deliver and not a thing I consume, you know, um, I'll tell you, I, I, I've dug into big rack some since you told me about this and man, oh man. Yeah. And for those of you who may not be familiar with what they sound like, I, this is probably not a great explanation, but the way that I've kind of broken it down for people is like, it's, it's kind of like late nineties college rock. But like, if that band was really into King's X <laughs> and uh, yeah. their lead singer sounded just like Chris Cornell. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's basically what you're dealing with. It's rock, but it's, but it's it's proggy in a way that isn't I don't know the quality of it is high enough that my my annoyance with prog doesn't creep in. I think it's it's tasteful nerdiness. Yeah, like you're going to hear some stuff that like kind of tickles your ear, and you're not you may or may not be able to like articulate it. Yeah, but it's not to the point of boredom. I think that's I think what they ha- what they are really talented at is putting very musical yes. technical things into. Um, accessible song structures and things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's, there's all kinds of time signature play and, and stuff that's like really complex and could be super duper like nerdy and off-putting, but it's so musical that it's like yep. engageable. And you know, my, 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 you know, my mom might like it. She actually might. So the other, the other thing that was amazing about that show is uh, Ian Thornley, besides being an insanely talented guitar player and an insanely talented vocalist has a, massive guitar collection. Right. I mean, we're talking, you've got a four piece band that has two guitar techs. And one of them is literally standing on stage because he's got like racks of guitars literally all around him. 
and every other song, every song almost, a new one's coming out. And they're all these custom sirs. Like if he doesn't have a parking spot at sirs factory <laughs> or like a plaque somewhere on the wall, because this guy, I mean, I counted 13 different guitars that they played in a 90 minute set. Just wow. him, wow. just just Ian. The bass player was making uh was was going through bases the other guitar player had uh, a number of them there was a point where he was playing a, a stereo majesty like two separate chords mm. two separate amps like yeah big sound um everyone played a like a multi-string version there were two 12 strings the, the bass player played a four uh, an eight string it was just there was there was lots to to look at and and be nerdy about but again i think the music just kind of like overtook that yeah and beyond i mean the, the thing that really cracked me up is that of all of these sirs and like none of them were there's no way none of like they weren't factory they were all kind of custom you know special ones just for him but only one of them had a floyd and so i see the one with the floyd come out i'm like oh boy here we go mm. and it was this very like clean tone just like he was basically using it like a bigsby but like pick the most aggressive looking guitar to do that <laughs> but so, not, not a dive bomb to be heard no 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 absolutely not <laughs> there was not there there were none in that show at all but it was just, it was one surprise after the other. And it was, uh, it was great. So I think uh, on the next on the docket, uh, I've got, we're going to go see Weezer, Counting Crows with Dashboard Confessional, which is kind of an interesting pairing, but they're both sad boy yeah. bands. So yeah. I think that kind of works. And then of course the Marvelous Three reunion um, at the end of October, which I just can't, cannot wait for. Sweet. But yeah, if you are a person who's like, nah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go see somebody. It kind of feels like eh, you might surprise yourself. Yeah. Be willing to um to give it a shot because in spite of myself, I had a good time. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. <clears throat> and you know, it's you mentioned being rejuvenated. I think I think we forget that the crowd connection goes both ways, right? So For to sure. be in a crowd that is powerfully connected with by a performer is just as impactful as being the, the performer. Well, and and to be a, a source of energy. You know, right. as opposed to a receptacle of it. Yes. And being cognizant of being that kind of audience member, mm -hmm. you know, by putting the energy up. Now, I, I will say this for the Big Rec show, there were people that were much more stoked to be there. And I, I, I have those moments where like if I go to a concert, I'm not like a massive fan of the band. I feel kind of guilty mm -hmm. because other people are, are much more tuned in than I am. But I, I don't know. I think because I wasn't so wrapped up in it emotionally, I was able to really observe the show for what it was. And, um, it was just, it was awesome. I, I, I can't, I can't say enough good things, uh, about going, going and see other bands. Uh, and, and again, it doesn't have to be anything for your benefit other than just entertainment. Just yeah. let it go. Yeah. Just do it. Go see bands. Done and done. Yep. Any other parting words, any insights? Anything no, you wanna no, contribute on? no. I just hope you recorded it all this time. <laughs> and if it didn't. You know, we'll just have to, um, well, this will be the, the series where we, we can get it. How, how condensed can we get this topic? Because I feel like the first recording we were having around like 45 minutes. This yeah. one's feeling more like 25, 30 minutes. Well, maybe we could get it down to a tight 10. I yeah, don't know. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, I, let's not find out. No. So this time next week, hopefully you will uh, be hearing a, a bit looser, a bit more, uh, a bit lighter <laughs> Chattier. Uh, take on whatever we've got coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, we have uh, an event coming up in just under two weeks on the 24th that we are, you know, we're going back and forth about and trying to come up with 
interesting ways to be surprising to the people who may have seen us before and you know all of that good stuff but uh that's pretty much all that's going on so um thanks everybody for tuning in uh we we appreciate each and every one of you uh so much so that we will take time out of our busy schedules to do content for you twice in one week there you go if you'd like to support the show you can do it a number of ways but we'll let mike take it from here with that being said i'll go and call it for this week in atlanta georgia i'm adam johnson in Greensboro, north carolina i'm dan wright you have been listening to the cover band confidential podcast for the week of june 16th 2023 hey everybody it's mike schulte from the worst name band in america the pork tornadoes i listen and love this show and apparently you do too because you made it this far no one makes it this far but you did which means that you owe adam and dan this podcast is free and you consume it to its fullest it's time to pay up Here's three things you need to do. A, you have to leave them a review on your podcast platform. You're already in the app. Click five stars right now. Write some words. Done. While you're there, share this episode to a fellow musician. There's a share icon on your podcast app. Text it to him and say, you need to listen to this. You need to get better. You're not a good musician. This will help you. Two, you have to follow them on your social media platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Go find them and follow. And D, everything I just said is free and it's the least you can do. But here's where you can really support you. Join the Patreon. This is where you can actually support this podcast that you cherish so much. A small monthly donation gets you access to the Slack channel, which is the best place to be if you're a musician who wants to take your band to the next level. You have some of the best musicians giving advice and helping you out. And it's just a great overall community do it i'm serious do it now do all these things or else the pork tornadoes will come to your town book a show the same night as your band at a different bar i'm serious we'll do it 